And gentlemen, welcome to week six of the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen Power Ranking Podcast. Okay, we're going to dive right into it today. And what I want to start off with is the very teams at the bottom. The teams that are competing to go to the toilet bowl. And speaking of toilets, guys, I uh, have been living at my new apartment now for, mm, I don't know, nine days. I've owned it for eh, nine days. I've been living there, moved in. On day six of owning my apartment, my girlfriend flushed about a two or three inch lotion bottle down the toilet and broke my toilet. Called a plumber out. They couldn't fix it. So I had to buy a new toilet on day seven of my new home and have the toilet replaced. So I wanted to start off with the teams most likely to compete in the toilet bowl. And as of right now, these bottom three teams are all competing for the toilet bowl. If no moves are made, I believe that two out of these three teams that I state next will be in the eventual toilet bowl. At number 10, this shouldn't come as a shock. It's Brett's team. You suck. You can't win. You're one in five. And it just seems to me that nothing you do ever works out. Le'Veon Bell kind of stinks. I know you're going to say the Sam Darnold thing, but he hasn't produced. You drafted him fifth overall, and he hasn't produced anything close to a top five running back. Not even a top 15 running back or a top 25 running back. He hasn't been good and it's killing you. Trading for Nick Chubb was a good move. He is a top five running back. And you have two wide receivers that are interesting and Lockett and Boyd. And hell, you have Thielen too, who's really solid and consistent. But for some reason, this team just can't string together wins. I don't know if it's schedule or whatnot. I mean, on paper, this team doesn't look that bad. But you are now sitting at 1-5, sir, and to even make the playoffs, you're going to have to make some incredible run here down the stretch. Do you have it in you? No, because you don't have the mental fortitude at all. You're a bitch, a pussy, somebody that can't get wins in this league. 1-5, do better, be better, but you can't, and you won't. The toilet bowl is screaming your name. Brad, Brad, come to me, Brad. At number nine, we have Jake's team. Jake put up a whopping 66.7 points this week. my friend, is the sound of the toilet bowl because you suck. 66.7 points is not good enough. Take your 66.7 points and get the fuck out of here. That's a perfect two out of third score. And you, my friend, suck. 
The toilet bowl wants you. Wants you. Is screaming for you. Team Rumham. Team Assham. Keenan Allen hasn't shown up these past couple weeks. LaShawn McCoy is old as shit. Kyler Murray is actually performing really well. Austin Eckler is taking a big, big time backseat to everybody else. Will Disley tears his fucking Achilles. But you do have Josh Jacobs and Darren Waller coming off a bye. Saquon Barkley may be coming back from injury very shortly. So we'll see how things play out. But as of right now, this team is just not good enough. And the toilet bowl wants you. At number eight, we have Reese's team. The birthday boy himself. Happy birthday, by the way. But the birthday boy himself ended up with a whopping 116.6 points this week for a four-point win over J.O.'s team. An absolute must-win game for the Reese, the weatherman himself. And he was able to pull a rabbit out of his birthday ass and get a win because Jamal Williams put up 21.6 points. If any of you would have told me Jamal Williams would have put up 20 points this week, I would have slapped you silly. Aaron Jones just came off the best game of his career. A 40 ball. And Jamal Williams has 20 points? Aaron Jones owners, be wary. Because this situation looks like it sucks. But Reese, your triumvirate was pretty pretty good this week. Tyreek Hill put up 22.5. Patrick Mahomes, consistent as always, 17.9. And Travis Kelsey with a good 7.8. He hasn't really performed to be the first-round pick you drafted, Maz. And that's why everybody definitely double-took when you drafted a tight end at pick 10. But Elijah Penny in your starting lineup. Ugh, what are you holding that one waiver for? You got to use it at some time. The only thing that's saving your ass right now, other than it being your birthday, was that you have the Patriots defense. And the stats I posted today in the group chat about this Patriots defense are crazy. 50 points more than the second tight end. They'd be running back three, wide receiver two, and quarterback eight. Oh, come on. It's got to stop sometime, but their schedule sucks. Maybe it doesn't. They're the only thing saving you now. At number seven, we got to go to Jeff's team. Jeff, you actually ended up with the second highest amount of points this week and took a loss. Your first really good week for the entire year, and you ended up losing. That's really one of the worst feelings. You've been just... Getting so lucky. Oh my god. So fucking lucky. Bottom of the league in points forced. Sitting at four and two. Came into this game at four and one. It was time for that luck to end. It was a crime that you were four and one. And the fantasy gods came for that ass, slapped it, and said, It's mine now. This team just is kind of all over the place. You know, Juju Smith just isn't showing up anymore. I mean, I don't know if it's his. It's not really his fault, you know. They're on the backup, 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 backup quarterback. So, I mean, just a shitty situation for him. Sony Michelle, boring as all ever. DeAndre Hopkins hasn't done shit for you yet. Mark Andrews has been good. There's that. Philip Lindsay's been good. 
Devonta Freeman, wow. Hey, hi. Wow, first 20 ball in what, 20 games for you? Ugh, see if he could do it on back-to-back weeks, but it was against a piece of shit Arizona Cardinals, so don't really see that happening. But hey, wow, 25 points. Good for him. Hey, and you had an 18.5 for Carlos Hyde riding your pine, but it wouldn't have been good enough to slay my team anyways. At number six, he's still getting a favorable ranking as he wants it. In the bottom half, we're going to go with Mendo's team. Now a big win for Team Hansen this week to go to two and four. The key here was getting Russell Wilson in a big trade this week, and it ended up being a key factor to a good win. With Russell Wilson and Chris Carson leading the way, this team was able to stomp all over Jake Frank's dead, shitty body and go to a win. Now, Damian Williams had eight and a half, but God, I don't know how much you can trust that. One carry and one reception last week. Thank God he found the end zone. Cooper Cup came back to earth. David Johnson had a good game, but that was also against the doo-doo Atlanta team. That absolutely sucks. You're going to get T.Y. Hilton back this week, but it doesn't sound like Devontae Adams is back anytime soon. And eventually Drew Brees will come back. But is it time to possibly drop Aaron Rodgers? I mean, he did have 18 points, but he sucks. Actually, keep Aaron Rodgers because he sucks when you have him. So actually keep every Packer for that matter. Go go pick up a few more, will you? That, that'd be cool. But hey, this team maybe is coming around, but TJ Hawkinson at the tight end spot, is he worth a drop yet? Man, everybody was racing to the waiver wire to pick up TJ Hawkinson. Racing. And he's just come down to planet Earth. At number five, we have my team. Now, my team put up the most points this week, but like everything that's happened so far in this league, I've come back down to earth. I think Brett said on at softball on Sunday, he said, your team is Larry Fitz no matter what. Your team name should be 500 no matter what. And it's true. My team lives to be 500. So even in a great week, it's hard to be confident because I guarantee over these next two weeks, I go one and one. So my next two opponents, watch out. One of you is getting a win and one of you is getting a loss. My team lives to be 500, lives there. They were born in the 500, raised by it, molded by it. Molded by mediocrity. And that's how I feel about this team. James Conner, a big new addition, ended up coming in big for me at 27.4 points. Lamar Jackson with another monster game at 30.2 points. on Johnson starting to be very consistent in the teens. Chris Godwin, another monster game as he is now wide receiver one. Odell had a 14-point game, a good turnaround for him. And I benched a 41-point game from Stefan Diggs. But if you played him, I'm assuming you had no better options. And I still have Larry Fitz on my team and some other bullshit running backs that suck. So if you want some bullshit running backs that suck, please, please reach out. I still have a tight end problem, though, in Delaney Walker. And if anybody has a tight end that they are interested in trading, please, please contact Team 500. At number four, we have the second luckiest, actually the luckiest team in this league, in Collins' team, the real Team Hansen. Will the real Team Hansen please stand up? Scored 94.4 points this week, and it was not good enough. 
There's an interesting stat here, as Collins' team is 4-2 and two now. He has 575 points allowed on the season. The next closest person is the other team, Hansen, at 621.2. Maybe I should change my team name to Team Hansen if I can get some luck on my side. I mean, it's crazy. Reese and I almost have 800 points against. Almost both of us actually have 200 more points against than Collins' team. Crazy. Luck is on his side. I mean, the drunk division almost took down Collins' division in entirety this week if it wasn't for Reese's birthday miracle bash. Collins' team just isn't performing to his liking so far. He had really not any great performances this week. His best performance was Miles Sanders at 16.7 points. Mark Ingram has been consistently in the teens. Phillip Rivers at 14 points. Derrick Henry at 3.8. And Joe Trash Bag Mixon at 4.9. Yikes. But you have George Kittle, and that's a definite bright spot. His tight end is very tight this year. And the bench doesn't look great either outside of Marlon Mack. We'll be back next week. At number three, I actually moved this team down two spots this week. For losing to Jamal Williams. Jamal fucking Williams, J.O. Really? Really? Melvin Gordon couldn't do a single thing to stop? To stop Jamal fucking Williams. Jamal Williams. Putting an APB out for Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon, can you please come back to Fantasy Relevance? Melvin Gordon to fantasy relevance. Come to aisle one. Melvin Gordon hasn't been the running back that we saw last year. Is that just because he's rusty? What's the deal? We're not sure. Will Fuller came back down to earth as many of us expected. And Gerald Everett, it was a one-game wonder. Had you started Hunter Henry, it would have been the difference of a win this week. So you still have a tight end that's very viable option here. This team is still very good and honestly... Probably should be two in the rankings, but after losing to Jamal Williams, you're down to three. So I had to move up to number two, Brad's team. Sitting at a very respectable four and two. Coming off a big win against the real Team Hansen. You had pretty weak games out of some of your big players, too. 5.4 points from Zach Ertz. Six points out of Aaron Jones. As I mentioned, Jamal Williams stole the show. Your boy Tevin Coleman actually had 20 touches this week, and he out-touched Matt Brieta. So maybe you were onto something with that Robbie Anderson trade. Julio Jones with a consistent 14.8 in the teens. Cortland Sutton and DJ Chark chipped in this week to help get you to a win. And you have the second highest fantasy scoring defense in the 49ers which the New England defense has outscored them by mm, 50 or so. Todd Gurley is dead, so good luck, I guess. But hey, this team is definitely looking up, sitting at 4-2. and two. There's some bright spots here. Your guy, your MVP, Matt Ryan, put up a 30.7 points this week, which definitely helped you get to a win. And you have Mike Gallup and DK Metcalf on the bench. A lot of good wide receivers, a lot of good young, talented guys, but... Like I mentioned a few weeks ago, finding the guy that's going to have the big week is going to be a challenge. And has Aaron Jones lost lost a ton of carries to Jamal Williams and not the bell count anymore? Possibly. 
but a big win this week over the real team. Hanson will sit you at the number two spot, Mr. Double D's. And at number one, there is no doubt in my mind it was going to be Brandon Kressner's team. Another solid win for him. He's on a two-game winning streak, good for longest in the league. He had 29.2 points out of Deshaun Watson, 23.7 out of Ezekiel Elliott, and 21.7 out of Austin Hooper, your tight end, numero uno. I mean, if you had told me eight weeks ago that Austin Hooper would have been numero uno tight end, I would have slapped you silly again. But there he is sitting at tight end number one. You get Tyrell Williams coming back this week. But really, I mean, Zeke Elliott, Dalvin Cook, and Alvin Kamara are going to be carrying this team. Now the Bears' defense is going to hopefully shut down Alvin Kamara this week on that bum ankle. But Deshaun Watson, another solid week at as I mentioned, 29.2 points. But Chris Thompson has really been a non-factor. Calvin Ridley, kind of boring. And Amari Cooper may or may not be hurt. And as long as he's not, you have some pretty good wide receiver options. That will do it, guys, for week six of the Power Rankings. Tune in next week to week seven. See ya.